0: Welcome to the DFW Child Podcast, a place for local parents to tell their stories, share mom truths, and dig deeper into real issues, all while celebrating this crazy, challenging, beautiful journey called parenthood. Let's welcome our host, Brittany McElroy.
1: When Claire Simnager became a mom, she quickly realized your whole world changes. People tell you what to expect
2: or they tell you about their own experiences but until you really like step into it and you really do it you're like I I had no idea this is what it was going to be like and it's really this identity shift it's kind of a mentality shift as well you you know you are ambitious at least for me it was like career driven ambitious and then it was like oh wait I have this this other person now and I want to take care of them and you kind of have this tug of war of who was I before a mom and who am I now after you know, becoming a mom? And so you, you kind of have this new, um, I guess, like I said, this
1: identity shift that, that happens as you become a parent. One of those big changes? All of a sudden, it became so hard to connect with friends and even harder to build new friendships, even though she needed that support. maternity leave for me was very
2: lonely, and it was one of those um, times where it's in the middle of Christmas. Um, had my daughter in November, had holidays, all these things happen. And so, of course, people are busy. They're with their families. They want to, you know, spend time there. And then it's the new, the new year. So they're transitioning back into school, back into work. And then here I am alone at home with a new baby um, on maternity leave. And so I realized that a lot of um,
1: the friends that I could connect with on maternity leave had just different, they were in a different stage of life. When she went back to work, it got even harder to balance making time for friendships with other parents, work, and family. But again, she had this nagging feeling that she needed the support of other women who had been there. So she started reaching out to other moms she knew on social media in an effort to connect. That became a Facebook group, and she watched moms from all over the area help each other out and have great online dialogue. She knew she was not the only one who needed help finding these kinds of connections. For me, it it kind of was like a breath of fresh air. It was one of those things where I realized I'm not alone.
2: And especially, again, kind of like that identity shift that happens as a mom. You realize, okay, there's been plenty of women who've done this before me. Um, that have worked, that have, you know, some have stayed home, some have chosen to work. And for me, it was the, how do I rearrange my schedule with daycare and full-time work and, you know, husband and also maintaining friendships. And that group of women, um, for me, really became a source of, um, I would say just a source of life. Um, It gave me the ability to say, okay, there are people who are doing it well, and I can model that, but also, when they had bad days and we could talk about it, you know, it, it gives you that sense of, like, I'm not alone. That loneliness just kind of disappears and you realize, okay, even if it's hard, I've got somebody by my
1: side. And so it it helps. The virtual community was great because it gave moms a chance to connect with a lot of other people on their own time. They can They talk about real life stuff. You know, they comment and they say, hey, today was hard or my kid
2: didn't want to sleep or my kid got sick, you know, and then they ask questions and advice. And so you can get one of the benefits of the social online community is you can get a lot of advice and a lot of um, help and support from a lot of different people. Um, So instead of maybe, you know, the 10 friends that you have in person or maybe a, you know, event where maybe there's only a few people there, this, you get a lot of people and you get a lot of people from a different stages of life and different ages that kind of
1: thing, but she still felt like something was missing—that face-to-face connection. So, in the last year, that Facebook group evolved into a nonprofit called Work Mom Repeat. It holds monthly events to help working moms in the DFW metroplex connect. Because an online community, you might sit there and say, "Hey, I need advice or I need help," but in
2: the thick of it, you need people who are going to show up at your door. You need people who you can go and can actually vent to, um, and who can you can be vulnerable with in a different way.
1: I think that's part of it is that, you know, you're you not, not going to put all your stuff out on social media. While Claire's group focuses on working moms, she says it's important for any parent to find a way to feel connected to friends and relationships outside of their family. Whether it's joining a playgroup, mops or just making the time to invest in friendships, it will make you mentally and physically healthier. You don't feel as depressed.
2: You don't feel as lonely. You don't feel as anxious. Um, The isolation, um, whenever you connect with other moms, you're also helping your physical health. You don't have, people who are lonely tend to have higher risk of cardiovascular disease. They have higher risk for poor eating habits. Um, They don't exercise, they tend not to exercise um, as much. And so people
1: who are in community actually have um, healthier and happier lifestyles. One thing she often hears from moms is that it can be hard to make new friends. She recommends a few things to help. First, get brave and initiate the conversation, and then follow up. I think a lot of times moms, again, we have this idea in our head
2: that we have to do these big, grand things, like I need to do dinner, or I need to do lunch, or I have to meet them somewhere, but really a text just to check in or say, hey, I had a great time, you know, I I look forward to seeing you at d- the daycare drop-off again, you know, or can we talk for five minutes after the, you know, after you drop your kid off um, or I'd like to catch up? Just sometimes those little tiny bits of, of um, time can actually add up more so than even a dinner or these big events that we tend to think. And so I, I always tell moms just to try that first and just to invest in the small ways. Um, and if you have somebody, the other thing too is inviting people into your, like into goals. So like, I know if you want to read 10 books this year, maybe invite moms into that, that kind of goal, those personal goals that you have. And so say, hey, I'm going to be doing this. Does anybody want to join me? And that way it's not necessarily, hey, I'm going to give you my whole life story right now. And, you know, we're not going to get deep right now. But each time you spend with that person or you invite them into certain areas of your life, it tends to grow and tends to, to develop into something different. And so it's just that intentionality and being consistent
1: She also recommends letting go of unrealistic expectations. You might not become best friends right away, but you can still offer support to each other. I think we have this fear, this underlying fear that people don't need me. Or,
2: you know, you tell yourself these lies that they already have friends, they already have a community, they already have connections. Like, why do they need me? And so I also tell people, don't, you know, if you start believing those lies or you start believing those kind of narratives, it's gonna play out in your life. And so um, really try and reassess kind of what you're telling yourself and say, okay, people need people, people need to belong. We have this innate need to belong. So go and reach out, you know, don't let the fear of maybe somebody rejecting you stop you from,
1: from reaching out or from trying. She knows from experience, building these relationships can be intimidating and take time, but they're worth it. If you would like to get involved with Claire's group, you can find more information at workmomrepeat.org. Taking time for social interactions can also be seen as a form of self-care. Sarah Robinson literally wrote the book on it. It's called Self-Care for Moms. Which is just so important and is a buzzword that we hear a lot, but it's often really overlooked. Social self-care is one of the six types she outlines after the break we'll hear more about the importance of self-care both for health and for your
0: relationship with your kids and spouse dfw child magazine's real kids casting call is now open for children up to 12 years old enter your child today to be considered as a 2021 magazine cover model each child will also be seen by kim dawson agency Wallflower Agency, and Grogan Management Agency, three leading talent agencies who are always looking for fresh new faces. Enter today at dfwchild.com slash realkids.
1: Self-care can be hard to define. We hear all the time that we need to take care of ourselves, but what exactly does that mean? Well, it looks different for everyone, Sarah Robinson, the author of Self-Care for Moms, says there are six types. You want to hit on all of them, but some may be more important than others. The different types are emotional, mental, physical, practical, social, and spiritual. Here's how Sarah describes each type. So there is emotional
3: self-care, which is taking care of your emotions, maybe dealing with negative emotions, working to create positive emotions. There's mental self-care, which is similar, but for your mental state. So dealing with the negative thoughts that you have as a mom- we all have those in this current state of the world. We all have those um, working to create positive thoughts as well. So emotional and mental, I think are the most important for moms in general, and uh, especially in this stage of life. Then there's also physical self-care, which is taking care of your body. So this is your nutrition, your exercise. There's practical self-care. This is one I think moms are doing a ton of, and we look at it as the chores and to-dos. It is But if you just shift your perspective that those chores and to-dos actually help me, they help my family, they prepare me for the week, Um, you know, going grocery shopping is giving us healthy meals, it helps us do our physical self-care, those tasks start to feel more like they're helpful. It shouldn't be all the self-care we do, like that's not okay, but it is a part of self-care. And then there is social self-care, which A lot of us have been hit really hard in the social self-care department in the majority of 2020 right now, Um, and even introverts need social self-care. Like It it may look different, and especially as we are still in a pandemic, how you get your social self-care will look different, but that's still really important. And then there's spiritual self-care. For some people, that's religion. For other people, it's more of their spirituality. So for some people, it's going to church or reading the Bible. For others, it's connecting with nature or meditating. And so each of these six types of self-care are super important, but not everyone needs the same amount or time in a given day or a given week. You know, someone who is very religious, for example, may want to connect with their religious self every day. Another person may find, you know, every other week is enough to connect with my religious or spiritual self. Um, Certain things like mental self-care should not be overlooked for very long. So each of those is really important.
1: While it's nice to treat yourself in a big way every once in a while, the small things, five minutes at a time, can really be effective too. So you can do self-care
3: in as little as five minutes or less. Like sitting and breathing can be self-care. Drinking your cup of coffee while it's hot can be self-care. Opening your windows, getting some natural light and doing essential oils or room spray, whatever your thing is, that can be self-care. So it can happen in really short periods of time. I will say it shouldn't only be that. Like you shouldn't only do self-care in five minutes at a time. But if that's where you start and you do a few of those a day, it really can add up. Another important part of self-care, do not feel guilty about it. So whether it's you're going to go to a gym class, um, you're going to go to a meal with a friend, you want to go for a walk by yourself, anything that's going to take time away from your family, I think as moms, we start to feel guilty about and society puts a lot of pressure on us that it should be all about the kids all the time. So yeah, I want to talk about the friend part because I think that's so important. But just in general, as moms, we need to understand a couple of things. One, we're worth it, right? We're, We're worth it to take this time two by taking that time for ourselves we're setting a really good example for our children that we have value and that it's important to take care of yourself there's you know the idea that more is caught than taught um so by showing your kids that you know it's important to take time for me and it's important to do activities that make me feel good that's a really good lesson for your kids and i actually think you can talk about that really explicitly not just sort of um you know model it for them um and then i think you know it's good too for not just your relationship with yourself, but also if you have a partner or a spouse that you're each figuring out, how do we get our own time to ourselves? And self-care can definitely be together as a couple. It's great to connect. That could be part of your social self-care, but I think it's really good if you are in a family dynamic that has two adults, that you are both talking to each other and working out, how do I get my own separate time? Because it's good for each of you and
1: I always come back to my family feeling better than when I left. If you struggle with making time for yourself, Sarah recommends putting it on your calendar. Following through with those plans, I know kids interrupt things, but like if your kid gets sick,
3: don't just say, oh, okay, I have to cancel. Say, I have to cancel, but what about, and then get the next date on the calendar. Like really make it a priority. It can feel really hard to create new habits for yourself especially around self-care, because it can feel really indulgent, it can feel selfish, and it's not because it's taking care of you, which allows you to do better at taking care of everything else. And for parents in general, but moms specifically, we know you are taking care of everything.
1: It won't just help you. Dr. Kara Shade, who we heard from in the last episode, says it will improve your marriage too. She does marital and family education. If you missed it, you can go back and hear what she had to say about building a strong marriage or partnership in episode eight. But in addition to the strategies she gave to help build strong relationships together, she says doing things that help you deal with your stress individually can go a long way in building better relationships
4: with your partner.
1: Some stressors like our
4: children, like we have them for better or for worse. We can't opt out of that when we're feeling, feeling like we need a bath or something like that day. We just have to kind of cope with it. But, but even then, It's saying, okay, instead of jumping right into my work during nap time, do I need to take five minutes and do a meditation or a prayer or listen to some music I like or do some crunches or listen to a podcast while I eat lunch or um, take a run around the block in the morning before the kids get up? Or can you find these little micro pockets of time in your day? you know, have a short list of these are activities I can plug in if I have five minutes or less, if I'm waiting for an appointment, if I'm in between calls, if I'm doing this or doing that. And then once that opportunity comes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna text my mom, I'm gonna do 100 crunches, I'm gonna do this, that or the other, instead of just the passive easy thing of picking up my phone. Because you're gonna find if you can do something off that list that you think would boost your happiness, or relieve your stress or bring you joy and you start saying, Oh, I got five of those in today. But the stress will overtake you and it will overwhelm your relationships if you let it. So that's one of the biggest pieces of advice for couples anyway, under normal circumstances, but especially right now is find ways to manage your stress. If you're stressed and you're running on the red line, like what do you have left for your husband and your kids? What do they have left for you?
1: And isn't that good news? We should stop feeling guilty about taking a little time to do something for ourselves. It can actually make us better for our kids and the other important people in our lives.
0: Be sure to follow DFW Child on Facebook and Instagram so we can continue the conversation and check out the helpful parenting resources on dfwchild.com. Until next time.